going back to to my great 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 grandparents, Antti and Eva Astrom, the founders of the Astrom companies, they believed very much that you know for a company to prosper and thrive, the community it resides in needs to be well taken care of. So they were big uh, champions for education for girls and boys, and uh, they built hospitals and schools and libraries in the in the communities where they had businesses. Welcome to Culture Talks, an Alstrom Munch podcast series that explores the hot topics and issues impacting our company culture, our people, and the partners and projects we are involved with. The voice you just heard was that of Maria Alstrom Bondestan, co-founder and chair of the Eva Alstrom Foundation. In today's episode, I sit down with both her and Nina Vahapassi of UNICEF Finland to discuss sustainability and the Alstrom Collective impact a brand new responsibility initiative committed to creating change by investing in a better future for children. We cover a lot of ground and it all makes for a very fascinating discussion. So without further delay, I bring you Culture Talks with Alstrom Mugsha. Our first guest today is Maria Alstrom Bondestam. Maria is the co-founder of and chair of the board for the Eva Alstrom Foundation a humanitarian organization supporting underprivileged families, especially women and children. She is also co-founder and vice chair of the Alstrom Collective Impact, Aki, a responsibility initiative by the Eva Alstrom Foundation that works alongside with the Alstrom Network companies. In joint partnership with UNICEF Finland, the Alstrom Collective Impact is committed to creating change by investing in a better future for children. And we will be talking a lot more about this fascinating initiative in the course of our conversation. In addition to the above, Maria also has an impressive background of co-founding many other social change projects. And she has a background in nursing, having worked in Finland, Sweden and China. Maria, hello and welcome to the Culture Talks podcast. Thank you. So... I don't think the CV I read out before quite covers the impressive scale of your work and what you do. So if you were to briefly introduce yourself to our listeners, how would you do so? Well, thank you. That was quite an introduction, but uh, I'm also the mother of three and uh, married to a man I started dating at the age of 15. So that in itself is an achievement. My mother is Danish. My father is a Swedish-speaking Finn. I grew up in Finland, but I have lived in 10 different countries on four continents over a 10-20 year period. And during that time, I've come to reflect on the inequalities and injustices and uh, my role in society. Being born into one of Finland's oldest industrial families, the Alström family, dating back to 1851. I, I very much believe there is much truth to the saying that all that is needed for evil to succeed is for good men and women to do nothing. So I go by the motto, if not me, then who? And if not now, then when? And, you know, I think that that also led me to, to where I am today and what I do today. 
very fascinating. And you mentioned there a bit about your, your childhood and your heritage. Is it fair to say that has really influenced you and the work you are involved with today? Definitely. Absolutely. I, my first uh, memories about my role in society is actually from when I'm about five years old. And my father bought me and my siblings ice cream from an ice cream stand. And I asked, uh, if, can a king eat all the ice cream that he likes? And my father answered, yes, a king probably can. But if he's a good king, he would probably build ice cream stands and teach the children how to make ice cream. And that way, everybody can eat ice cream. And that was the first time that I reflected and I understood as a five-year-old that, aha, if you have power, you can use it to benefit just yourself and keep all the ice cream for yourself, or you can share it and benefit many. And we mentioned briefly there the Eva Alström Foundation, uh, which started in 2010. Could you tell us a bit more about the, the mission and goals and the work of that, that foundation? Absolutely. Um, going back to, to my great-great-great-grandparents, Auntie and Eva Alström, the founders of the Alström companies, they believed very much that you know, for a company to prosper and thrive, the community it resides in needs to be well taken care of. So they were big uh, champions for education for girls and boys. And uh, they built hospitals and schools and libraries in the, in the communities where they had businesses. So I'm brought up with the whole um, belief that for our business or for the Austrian businesses to thrive, we need to contribute to society. And then in uh, around 2000, the turn of the century, when the Austrian companies were, we were investing in the emerging markets, uh, my cousins and I, my, especially my female cousins and I, we discussed the reasons behind why our company wanted to invest in the emerging markets. And that was, of course, uh, because of lower wages, uh, lower, uh, more co cost-effective uh, systems. And uh, that was the time when we reflected on that. Was it not time for us to do the same that Auntie and Eva had done in the 1800s? Was it time for us to somehow reach out to our businesses in the emerging markets and um, invest in those countries in their education or in their health projects. And that's how we came up with the idea that let's start an, a foundation. So the Eva Austin Foundation supports underprivileged women and children in the, the countries or communities where the family has uh, businesses or history or activity. Eva is not a, a typical foundation. We don't believe in donations, for example. We definitely believe in investing. Investing in, in organizations like UNICEF. Investing in, in humanity. And our vision is to change the way doing good is perceived. 
by advocating for doing the right thing according to universal values such as honesty, empathy, respect and justice. In, in short, we actually just believe in, in being a decent human being and advocate for compassion and action. Because, you know, power is the possibility to affect change. You need always to have the component of action. So compassion and action is something that we very much believe in. And we always strive to have courage to spark change. And that's also something that leads us very easily into Austrian Collective Impact. Could you tell us a bit more about the, the mission and the goals um, behind that project? So, so yes, Austrian Collective Impact was started in, in 2020 as a joint vehicle, if you like, for Austrian network companies, foundations, shareholders and stakeholders so that we can jointly take responsibility and try to contribute towards solving the sustainable development goals together with UNICEF. The whole thought about Aki came, actually starts back in 2010 in, uh, when Eva Austin Foundation had its first project in India. Uh, it was the Alström, that's today Alström Munche, but Alström who invested in a water and sanitation project in Madhya Pradesh, India. So it was a project that was supposed to reach 40,000 children, but ended up reaching 10 million children when the local government decided to invest $102 million to scale up the results of this project. That led us to think, well, we have all these companies and foundations within the Alstom network. Why don't we make a collaboration out of that? And that's how Alstom Collective Impact was born. Government or the UN cannot fix the world's problems alone. We need collaboration. They asked and uh, reached out to governments, to the private sector, to civil society, and said, you know, please come up with different collaborations, new ways of doing things. Let's solve the SDGs together. And uh, that, you know, falls straight into line with, with Austrian Collective Impact, which is a quite a bold and unique collaboration because we do um, unite both shareholders, employees, foundations, companies, stakeholders, a lot of different um, entities. There's an annual lack of funding of about $2.5 trillion to reach the SDGs. And that's so much money. Nobody has that much money. No government, no company. So finding a financial solution it's not possible. We need to change how we do things. We need, need to find new ways of collaborating. And so Austrian Collective Impact is a monetary contribution towards UNICEF, but it's not only that. We want Austrian Collective Impact to be a vehicle for employees and shareholders alike to contribute to solving the sustainable development goals. 
And for this first year, we have many different activities in place where we are trying to give employees a possibility to contribute on a personal level. So it's not just, I want to emphasize, it's not just the monetary contribution here, which of course also is significant and very important to UNICEF, who works for children's rights. So you might ask, why UNICEF? Well, you know, UNICEF, United Nations Children's Fund, has the United Nations mandate to oversee the governments that have signed and ratified the Convention of the Rights of the Child also comply with the treaty and implement it. And thanks to the UN mandate, UNICEF has direct access to governments and local officials that other organizations don't. And this makes UNICEF's work grounded in existing political realities and their work sustainable and scalable. Alstom Collective Impact is a passionate and bold team effort to create something new from joint values with the desire to spark change for a better world for future generations. As a team effort, we can scale up investments for greater impact on both businesses and children. And you know, we want our impact to be measured not only by our monetary contributions or the impact of our implementing partners, but also on how well we succeed in inspiring and engaging the Alström net network and community at large. We all have the power to create change. Actually, Martin Luther King, he defined power as the possibility to affect change. And I genuinely feel that we all have the power to affect change. Be it power, some have the monetary power, but it can be also power through a talent or power through your network or power through using your time. You also talk a lot about strategic giving and shareholder social responsibility, SSR, which is quite a new term. Could you maybe go into the difference between terms such as charity and strategic giving? Yes, absolutely. Uh, like I, I think I mentioned earlier, uh, we see our donations as investments and uh, like to differentiate between charity and strategic giving. In, in our opinion, charity is often based on an emotion rather than knowledge and does not necessarily yield any real results. While strategic giving defines a problem, solves it and scales up the results for sustainable impact. So we see our donations to UNICEF as investments and we expect the same ROI from our investments in UNICEF as from any business investment. I mean ROI, uh, return on investment. The difference maybe being that we don't expect a direct monetary return on an investment in child protection or education or building strong institutions. Instead, 
The return comes in form of a safe child who grows up to be a responsible adult who in the future is able to contribute to his community so that families, businesses and communities alike can prosper and thrive. And you know, investing in child protection, education or health must be the right thing to do because if we do not protect the children to whom we are leaving this world, then what's the point of life? And if basically good men and women like you and me, Matthew, if we don't stand up for what is right, then who will? And if now is not the time to act, then when is? But still our job as shareholders is to, to mold and influence the company to reflect our values. Because what's the point in inheriting something, keeping on to it and giving it to the next generation if it's not something you're proud of, something that reflects your values, something that you want to give to your children and your children want to receive. So shareholder social responsibility is a responsibility to the heritage to the heritage, to the company, to the values. Austrian Collective Impact is very much about value creation, creating value within the network. And just finally, I wanted to ask you, you, Maria, are an experienced philanthropist. Can you tell us why does strategic philanthropy really matter? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking that. Um, so you need to, to invest in understanding what is the problem. It's the same if you see somebody uh, begging for, for, for um, money or for food on the street. If you give them five pounds or, or euros or you give them food, you help them for a little while. But if we find out why is he on the street, or why is she hungry? If we fix that problem, she doesn't have a job or she doesn't have an apartment or whatever it is, that's strategic philanthropy. So I think that's a perfect place to end the conversation. Thank you, Maria, for coming in. I'm just wondering if there's one message you could leave with our listeners before you go, what would, what would you want that to be? Remember the saying that, you know, all that is needed for evil to succeed is for good men and women to do nothing. So if we could all just muster the good in ourselves and try to be the best versions of ourselves, strive to do the right thing, be honest, be good, and treat our fellow citizens and fellow human beings with respect and dignity. I think if we all did that, we would already have a much fairer and a better world. Our next guest is Nina Vahapassi. Nina is Corporate Partnerships and Fundraising Manager at UNICEF Finland, where she has worked since 2006. Her role sees her managing local key accounts, companies, families and foundations from Finland, all in a bid to support UNICEF's work for children and sustainable development. 
Her position allows her the opportunity to work in inspiring areas such as corporate social responsibility, child rights, new business, corporate communication, and also strategy development. UNICEF provides humanitarian and developmental aid to children worldwide. And as we have touched upon already, UNICEF Finland is the main partner to Alstrom Collective Impact, an initiative that Nina is also heavily involved with. So, hello Nina and welcome to the Culture Talks podcast. Hello and thank you very much for having me here. No, not at all. It's great to have you. And I think obviously it makes sense to start with a little bit about you uh, and your work. So you've worked uh, since 2006 at UNICEF. Could you tell us a bit more about your role and what you do there? Yes, I have worked with UNICEF Finland for quite some time already. And UNICEF is, is part of the UN family and therefore we have a unique mandate to work around the world for child rights. And we work with governments with a name to make lasting changes in structures for the benefit of children. So UNICEF is really quite an impactful organization present around the world. So it's of course a privilege to be able to follow part of that program that we do throughout the world, through my position. So this makes my work, of course, very interesting and, and meaningful. Another aspect that makes my work very inspiring are, of course, the partners that I work with. So I work at UNICEF Finland uh, in the team focusing on Finnish companies and major donors. One of the partners that I've had the privilege to work very closely with is the Eva Alström Foundation, who is the initiator of Alström Collective Impact. So with Eva Alström Foundation, we have had a partnership for already 10 years. And, and it's been a true, true win-win partnership, I would say. And we have had in, immense results for children around the world. And also had the opportunity to to, to broaden the collaboration uh, from the Eva Alström Foundation to, to the Alström family, but also to other families and other foundations. And, and the Eva Alström Foundation has been in a, in a big role in, in doing this. And, and Alström Collective Impact is, is the next step in this, in this path, so to say. So you've worked in the field since 2006. What have been the biggest changes in corporate partnerships over that time period? I think there has been several really big changes. For example, the, the power and influence of companies in the world has become so much bigger. Today, the market value of the 10 biggest companies in the world equals the GDP of something like the 150 poorest countries in the world. So companies are so influ influential in our world. And luckily, during the years also, uh, sustainability has changed so much, uh, how it is seen uh, within the corporate world. Uh, so for companies wanting to be relevant for their stakeholders, whether it's investors, customers, employees, sustainability now should be in the core strategies of companies. So in building these strong partnerships, what do you find are the biggest challenges you face? 
I would say maybe the biggest challenge is still that uh, organizations like UNICEF are, are seen as uh, charity organizations. We would like the private sector to understand the impact that the organizations like UNICEF has in societies. So since 1990, uh, 2.6 billion people have has had access to clean water. So much more children uh, are in school than in 1990. Child mortality has reduced from 12 million annually to 5.2 million. So, so my point is that that all this development is, of course, crucial for the corporate sector. Corporate sector can only thrive if there is social stability and peace, if people have access uh, to health services, if they are educated, then the companies will have the workforce and clients that they need. So earlier you touched upon the Alstrom Collective Impact, that we refer to as Aki. Could you tell us a bit more about your role in the project? Alstrom Collective Impact was uh, initiated by Eva Alstrom Foundation, with, with whom we work closely. Uh, so obviously... We were also involved in quite an early stage of, of the process in, in, in the development uh, of, and preparations. Now, since the, since the launch, UNICEF is, is a member of, of the Austrian Collective Impact Steering Group. Uh, so we work very closely with the other members of the Aki Network. And together we decide on areas to focus on and, and that Aki should take ahead. I would say this is really, really important because it feels like it's a, it's a true partnership uh, between all the members and, and also the fact that, that UNICEF is part of that group uh, is very important for us because it enables us to really listen to uh, what different stakeholders have in mind and, and what, is, what are the most important things that they see. And what is the impact of Aki for UNICEF? Aki is, as such, it, it's, it's already, it's, it's an innovation. Uh, the model is, is completely new and I haven't seen anything like it uh, within the whole UNICEF family. So I, I think as such, Already the model is really inspirational and new and fresh and, and something that I think is needed in this time that we are living in. And I really hope that it will inspire all the people who are involved in it, but also other companies and families in Finland and globally. It sounds like Aki and UNICEF is a really good match. And so what, what is it do you think that makes both organizations fit so well together? The vision of, of Aki is to achieve significant change in society and UNICEF certainly, certainly shares that vision. We work around the world to, to achieve the, that change. But we are also very inspired by the fact that Aki wants to be a bold initiative I believe that only by setting high ambition, real change can be made. Being bold also means that you have the courage to be a forerunner, to lead the way for others. And 
for us, uh, Aki is really a, a forerunner partnership, and that is something that we are constantly uh, looking for. And obviously, this is a, a big project. Um, you're a big organization. What, what does success look like for, from your perspective? Success for Aki is that it achieves big societal change, as defined, its vision. This uh, success can be reached when everyone in Aki is inspired to join and supports it in his or her own way. So we really hope that this project will have broad engagement. I hope that, for example, employees of Aki Network will feel that they are part of this initiative. I hope that they have learned about child rights and perhaps also had a feeling of being interconnected with colleagues under this initiative. Well, I can vouch as an employee of Alstromunkshire that that is certainly the case. And um, yeah, it sounds like a really fascinating project. And I, um, I think it's going to have a, a huge impact for sure. We had a very nice example, which you may have uh, heard of. In the preparations of Aki, we of course wanted to, to brand it and uh, we're thinking about uh, what kind of logo Aki should have. And, uh, and that logo was then made by a team of Alström Mungshoin in Brazil. And it's, it's just a wonderful logo, but also a, just a wonderful example of, of engagement of employees. Yeah, so a true collaboration and everyone's involved. So obviously the, the topic of the, the podcast today is sustainability and obviously the Alstrom Collective impact. Why do you think that sustainability is so central to how many companies are operating these days? Well, companies uh, uh, change their operations if there are business benefits. So in many cases, responsibility is... Uh, it's a prerequisite for entering or participating in, in a market. In some cases, responsibility also brings direct business benefits. For example, reducing energy consumption reduces cost. cost. There might be brand benefits. There is also pressure from stakeholders, especially from employees, but also investors and increasingly from customers. But for some companies... Uh, only the purpose is enough. And some companies just want to be part of doing the right thing, even before the business benefits. Thank you so much for coming in today, Nina. Just before you leave, is there anything you would like to say to the Aki Network? Well, thank you for having me here today. It was really nice to have this conversation. I hope that everyone involved in the Aki Network will follow the initiative really closely and engage in his or own, her own way in it because we have just started Aki and, and together we will make it grow and come to its vision. That brings us to the end of our first episode of Culture Talks with Alström Munksha. I would like to thank our two guests today, Maria Alström-Bondestam and Nina Vahapassi, for taking the time to come and talk with us. Before we sign off, I wanted to leave you with these closing remarks on sustainability at Alström-Munksha from our EVP of People and Safety, Daria Tako.
Thank you. Astra Munksha is strongly committed to sustainability. It is deeply rooted into our strategy and we have integrated sustainable practices uh, throughout our value chain. Sustainability has a significant role in our business, building on sustainable and innovative fiber-based solutions, and it's also one of the cornerstones of our common culture. For us, it's about making a difference and creating a strong bond with our employees, the societies around us, and also with our other stakeholders. We are committed to respecting the highest uh, standards of human rights in our operations and supply chains. We aim to build close and long-term relationships with the communities that host our production sites. And we also provide safe and healthy work environments, free from discrimination and full of opportunity for our team. It is our role to build a sustainable culture within our company. By connecting both with our employees and the communities around us, as well as with our stakeholders, we can be more impactful. Looking back in the long history of our company, we have always had the ambition to give back to the society and invest in the future of those societies too. For doing all that, we have a strategic program in place with different kinds of projects and initiatives taking place both globally and locally. Naturally, all these projects and initiatives resonate some of the selected sustainable development goals defined by the United Nations, as we are committed to following those in our operations. By creating joint and meaningful connections with the world around us, we can be a good corporate citizen. And for a company like us, being a good corporate citizen, it's not a nice to have. To remain a responsible, competitive and profitable company, it is a must. And now we get to Alström Collective Impact, which is a great example of this. With the Aki, we can spark change. Astrum Collective Impact is a new corporate social responsibility initiative of which we are proudly one of the founding partners. Its focus is on investing in a better future for children through a new cooperation model with UNICEF Finland. In Aki, we truly act side by side with our partners and the aim is to develop the initiative further. As a member of Aki, we can really reinforce our corporate social responsibility and create engagement and collaboration with our employees and shareholders for a better future.